Welcome to the Crying in My Cheesecake podcast, where we are in pursuit of living life abundantly, not held back by our body size or symptoms, nor are we held back by our hurts, habits, or other obstacles in life. Learn the secrets to crush it in your health, wellness, relationships, and spiritual life. I am Danielle, your host and practitioner. And in this episode, you guys, I have my first international friend on here. She's from Australia. Her name is Sonia. She is from Your Style Collective, and I am so excited for you guys to meet her. I met her back in January, I think, of 2023, and we have become fast friends. We were part of a small group together, and she, I just, every time she kept talking, I knew that she needed to be on my podcast episode. I needed to bring her in somewhere because she is a style, a stylist. And it's not just about style. I want you to think about those of you listening. I want you to think about how many times you go to your closet and you feel depressed, anxious, overwhelmed. You feel like you have nothing to wear. You feel like you look good in nothing. And then that confidence afterwards of putting those clothes on and leaving the house, you just feel maybe not your best. I always say your outsides match your insides. And we need to flip that. And your clothes can be that instant sort of confidence moving forward. Because when we feel good, we do good things. When we feel good, we show up for ourselves. When we feel good, we make good decisions. And so join me in this episode with my friend Sonia at Your Style Collective. And as we both flesh through this idea of clothing, identity, personal brand, femininity, and many other pieces like body types and tips and things, it's so good and so rich uh, with content. You may want to take notes because I did too while I was talking to her. So have a listen. And I hope you get as much from this episode as I did. Welcome, Sonia, to the Cry to My Cheesecake podcast. I am so glad you're here. And listeners, those of you listening right now are here for an amazing treat. My friend Sonia is someone I met through a high-level mastermind, um, I guess, group. In she's out of Australia. And I have Australia friends. How cool. That sounds makes me sound worldly and like so cool. Um, she's over here laughing. I can see her. You cannot. But she's over here laughing and giggling at me. But it's so cool to say I have friends in Australia. Anyway, Sonia is an amazing career woman. She's a businesswoman. She is also in, um, I guess I would say real world, um, career fields as well, like tech and so forth. And she is, um, someone who knows what it's like to be a mom, to be a busy woman and a wife and all the things and have to look apart. And she wants to feel good while looking that part and doing her roles. And she is, I don't even know how to describe this because she's made me think of clothes differently. How many times have you gone to your closet and just said, I have nothing to wear. Sonia is a genius about putting things together to make you feel back in control, back confident in your body, in your body size and going out and doing this thing. Sonia, thank you for joining me. 
Thank you, Danielle. I'm so excited to be here. I can actually say I've been on an international podcast now. <laughs> so you've got Australian friends and you're an international. So I'm I'm really thrilled to, to be here, Danielle. I love the work that you do. So thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to dive into this idea of, you know, what is a wardrobe? When I met you, I thought a wardrobe was like a bunch of clothes. I thought, I, I honestly didn't know. I thought it was this armoire type closet, which, and, I, and that is totally my ignorance, you guys. Um, Totally my ignorance because I was just telling her before we got on here, I said, I'm going to need some help too, because I'm in a t-shirt and jean shorts almost all summer or gym clothes. So I definitely need some help with my style and what looks good. Um, but also thinking about am I buying the right clothes for my body? Am I just because it's on the, on the rack, does it, does it fit me? Does it look right on me? Does it give the appearance I want? Sonia, talk to us about how you even got into this whole fashion and styling. Yeah, sure. Um, look, if I had to take myself back 10 years or so, I was busily corp climbing that corporate ladder um, and I had lots of uh, aspirations to really reach that top. But the, the issue for me was that I had had children and um, by that stage it was I was running around crazy, busily trying to do that and I was turning up and everyone, every female that I looked up to was a certain size, um, wore a certain kind of look and actually looked perfect, untouchable. And yet when I looked in the mirror at the time, I probably was wearing a bit of jersey, a little bit of black, you know, and I looked a bit frazzled, to be honest, yeah. you know, as as you do. I just didn't have the time. And so I thought, oh, my goodness, the only way I'm going to get seen um, to, to reach those higher levels is I'm going to have to dress like these ladies who were tottering around in five-inch heels, you know, slim pencil skirts, that type of thing. And so I tried and I tried for a little bit and I just felt exhausted. So I was the one with the sneakers in the bag, swap out as I run back home to go pick up the kids, do all of that and, and get home. And um, I realized after doing that for time and time again, that actually I just didn't feel like me anymore. Mm. It, it just, and I know this word's overused now, but I didn't feel authentic to who I was. Um, I could never have that perfect hair. Uh, you know, it, it was all of those things came together. And that for me was a real trigger point to say for someone who had uh, grown up and always felt a little bit different to everyone else because of my uh, background, I'm Eurasian. Um, so I decided at that point to say, you know, what, I love fashion, but what they're wearing isn't me. And so it took me a little bit of time, but I had to go back through this whole self-discovery uh, process and actually find out who was I now after having kids. Um, I was 20, I had gone 20 kilos heavier after having my, my kids and then I dropped a bit of weight back, but I, I, I had never been the weight I was prior to. And so I didn't know who that was anymore. Every photo of me was um, half shot because I didn't want to see the bottom half of, of me. And so, and a lot of it was wearing a lot of black and dark colors because I just 
didn't connect uh, mm -hmm. any longer. And so it went through this self-discovery of, of trying to figure out who I was anymore, who I was when I wasn't mum, who I wanted to be at, at work. And through that process, actually started to step into um, and discover what did I really like now? Um, what made me feel good when I had it on? What made me feel more confident when I stepped into a room of individuals and didn't feel like people were staring at me? And as I worked through that, I came at the other side being, um, I don't have to wear five inch heels. I can wear flats and still be seen as confident and um, as recognized. I can wear something that isn't a slim fitting suit to actually something that would suit my body shape and, and move through through that. And so that then led me uh, to a time where I decided, well, you know what, if I can do this for me, I want to be able to do it for others as well, because everyone deserves to feel good in what they're wearing and not feel like what they're seeing around, whether it's in social media or in their circles, that that's what they should be wearing, even though it doesn't feel like them. Um, and so then I, it led sort of on to me um, getting my accreditation as a personal stylist and style coach, um, really focusing on personal brand and, and understanding what that was to create that connection between the two. I'm taking notes because you have so much good already within like two minutes of starting this. Uh, you're taking this off like just amazing. So you've said a couple of things and something you literally just said was, um, like you're talking about like identity and being able to go out in confidence and so forth. And that's, that's kind of what I'm doing here at crying in my cheesecake. And the, the services that we offer here is I want you to go out and live life abundantly, not held back by your body size or symptoms and this fear or lack of confidence of going out in public or fear of people seeing from, you know, stomach down or whatever it may be from chest down, that is a symptom holding a lot of women back. And I love that you just shared some of your story here too, because uh, this identity crisis that we have, I don't think men really have an identity crisis. We have one at puberty. We have one when we get married. We have one when we have kids. We have one when the kids leave. We have one when we're through menopause. Like what, like we have all these identity crisis crises and that is a piece of our story. And that's another opportunity for us to step into this new person. So I love that you brought that up and I want to go through that a little bit more, but something about identity you also brought up was femininity. Mm. This idea of what a fem female looks like the way she, and the way you kind of described her, just like floating through with these five inch heels and these tailored fitted suits that were perfect for this five foot nine, 10 woman that, you know, is a Victoria's secret model, that kind of thing, because I've always struggled with feeling masculine mm -hmm. because I have a taller body. I have a wider, I have, my shoulders are ridiculously wide and they're strong, but I did not know that I identified as I didn't fit in because I couldn't fit in those clothes that those women were wearing. I must not fit in. I must not fit into this idea of feminine, like a female, like the female roles. Mm -hmm. So like this idea of being able to dress ourselves in a way that makes us feel feminine, makes us step into our new roles and identities is huge. And that happens at no matter what size we are, because like you said, 
you when after we have babies, things don't go back the way they were before, um, especially when you have multiple, you know, sequential pregnancies and so forth. Things don't go back there. And there's this body dis, dis is it mis, dysmorphia? Is that what it's called? Where you kind of just don't know what body yeah, you're never get back to it. <laughs> yeah. So you help women because of your own experience you went through. You know mm-hmm. how hard it is to go out in the corporate world, to go out in life and not feel, what was the word that you said? I cannot remember what you said, but not feel like for us, I would say frumpy, mm. like to not feel so frumpy as a new mom or in this weird, awkward stage, you experienced all of these emotions. You experienced all of these changes. How did that impact where you are now? Yes. Yeah, so, so. I think what it really does is when you feel like you've got that right, you you understand your body, you appreciate your body and um, you find pieces that work for you and you you have a good grasp of your style, then instantly now, if I'm walking into a meeting, uh, if I'm networking or anything like that, I'm not thinking about my clothes and how, what the perception is because I know that I feel confident in what I'm wearing. So it's, I'm focusing on, well, what's the conversation that I need to be having right now? Um, And that has actually helped me um, sort of step out from, I'm, I'm naturally an introvert, but, you know, I think many introverts teach themselves how to be extroverts. And um, what, what that's enabled is that I've put myself into situations which has actually helped that career ladder. So the, so getting to GM um, was very much because I'd found my style um, through that process because I wouldn't have put myself into those situations. I wouldn't have spoken up in a room um, that was predominantly male-dominated if I didn't feel like I was confident in what I was wearing and I was confident in what I had to say, which then sort of backed up. And I think many of us, we are intelligent, strong, um, you know, females. And yet it's other things or other insecurities or beliefs that we have internally that maybe no one else in the room is thinking um, that that holds us back. And you, you said something about clothes fitting and not thinking about or not worried about your clothes and you can focus on what you're walking into in that meeting. How many times have we put on a bra, for example, this is the best example that you put on a bra, that underwire digging into the, into the, you know, the side boob or whatever it is in your armpit. And all you can think about is that dang wire and you need to go adjust it. But yet you're in this really important meeting or you're like in a place that you cannot touch it. So you like do the little wiggle and try to like figure it out and it doesn't work, but that's on your mind. How many times has that kept us back in other situations? How many times? Yeah. Like, and how many times are we just going with what's in our closet and it doesn't fit us? Or how many times do we walk into our closet and say, I have nothing to wear. Mm. And what do you think the root of that is? Why is it when we walk into our closet, we feel like we have nothing to wear? Yeah, that's that's a really interesting one. Um, a lot of times it can be a combination of things, but if if you really pair it back, either A, what's staring back at you actually doesn't represent who you are today. 
Ooh. It's potentially something that is you might have pieces in there that was from yesteryear that you love, which is great. And, and you've got a goal that you want to get back into them or um, anything like that, but it's sitting there. But yet if it doesn't fit right now, then you're looking at the rest of the wardrobe to say, well, where are those pieces that resonate with me? You know that, that so it's not only looking to the wardrobe to say, I've got nothing to wear. You know that feeling where you've gone, you've grabbed something, you put it on and you have this 10 minute exercise of I put it on, I take it off, I put it on, grab the next thing, I take it off, next thing. And then you end up with 15 minutes of trying to figure out something isn't working here, but you're, you don't know why. Yeah. And again, it's it's that piece because it's not fulfilling the person you are today. Your style has potentially moved on. And you need to make sure in that wardrobe, you've got pieces that you love and that, you know, really resonate with you and really complement the beautiful body that you have today. Yeah. And how do you go? So like for me, (laughs) t-shirt and jeans or jean shorts, uh, not the most uh, stylish in style uh, outfit. I love and I feel the most confident with a blazer and some kind of sleeveless top on. Yeah. And I feel most confident because my lats and my shoulders are, they're like muscular and they don't always fit into everything perfectly, but I feel put together with a sleeveless shirt on and a blazer over the top. But that is like, that's all I know. That's all, that's all I know. And so I do have some of those pieces in my closet. How would you think, how would you teach me or a client? How would you teach us to expand upon that? Like if I know two pieces that work for me and make me feel confident and great, what do I do next? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to talk about a bit of a a concept, which is called structure and flow. And so when you uh, talk, when you're talking about the pieces that you specifically like being the blazer and uh, the sleeveless top, the reason why we gravitate to pieces like that when it makes us feel more confident is because of the structure in them, right? That level of, so you might see a fitted top or it might be, you know, the blazer, it's the, it's that structure, it's more sharp lines to it that suddenly, and again, if you touch on your mass, that masculine energy piece, um, that is what suddenly evokes the feeling of, I feel powerful, I feel confident, I, people can't mess with me. So that is like a, a, a piece of armour to, to some extent. Now, to be able to extend that further, to create a look that can, enables you to feel confident, but yet still, um, you know, doesn't mean that you're walking around in a full blazer and um, top every day, is how do I balance that with something called flow? And flow is things like it might be a um, a, a skirt or something that's more flowy in its nature, right? So not necessarily a straight skirt. It might be an A-line skirt. It might be, um, so if you're saying shorts, how, how could you potentially swap out the shorts for maybe a... Um, a softer looking skirt of some sort or a dress underneath that, right? Because it's then creating alternative ways to maintain your structure and confidence piece with actually bringing it down to be a little bit more relaxed 
or um, if you consider, let's say you don't want to wear the blazer, how do you create more structure um, in the pieces that you're wearing? So is it that you might have, so swap it around and say, I'm going to have more structure at the bottom. So I might be wearing a tailored pant, but I might be wearing a bit more of a, a flowy top of some sort, right? Let, let's say as an example, um, to create that sort of feminine masculine balance mm -hmm. on the two. So being the structure, because if you've, if you've got too much flow, that's when you might feel like, I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel confident in, in this. But there's also an element of considering trying different pieces to say, where else can I get that same feeling? What other pieces maybe that I've been too scared to try because I might have seen it on somebody else and thought they look good in it, but my body shapes you and I won't. So until you give it a go and see, then you know for sure. So it's always good to sort of expand the repertoire a little bit and, and give a few things a, a different edge. Um, you just blew my mind because you just psychoanalyzed <laughs> me through my clothing choices. That was, <laughs> you saw my soul through my clothing choices. This is so real. This is why I wanted you on here because there is so much emotional and um, like identity through our clothing choices, even you know the frumpy clothes that we choose represent how we feel. And I always say, our outsides match what's going on on the insides. And so I love what you are doing. I love what you are offering. And oh my gosh, you just, I just totally forgot what I was going to ask. Oh, um, so what do we do if we have a bad uh, experience or we have a bad mental state about going to go try these different mm -hmm. pieces? How do mm -hmm. you teach people to combat that crazy, that mindset that, I'm just not worth the time to go try on. I've got so many more things to do and it's so expensive anyway. Who's going to help me? Like, how do you help people say, okay, you are worth the time to go into a fitting room and go try on some new things. What, what do you, what does that look like? Yeah, look, I, I definitely would say that you've got to get, so it's quite overwhelming when you walk into that store and you see a million pieces standing in, in front of you. So my, I always say when you're going in, you want to be clear around what you're going in for, okay? Mm -hmm. Because if we start smaller to say, okay, I know that I might have a few bits and pieces that, that might be missing from my wardrobe. So if I'm going in, I'm going in for these pieces. Then when you go around that store and you've got a better idea of your personal style, so what's going to resonate with you, and you go to grab the different sizes, remember that the size and the fit and the cut, that is not about you. That is the store. That is the size that the store might be pitching at. Um, it is not about how, it, it is not a representation of who you are, right? So the clothes, in the end, if they don't look, they don't fit well, and they make start to um, make you feel a particular way, I always uh, get my clients to remember it is just a number. This is not... I, and, and to give an example, I am a 14 in a store and I can be a 10 in another store. 
But what I try to do is to make sure you're bringing in a couple of different sizes so you don't end up in that situation where you feel like I've brought in the 12. Now I need to go ask that sales assistant for a, uh, you know, a different size. It's always better because that way, you know, you've got one up and maybe one down. So you've got choice. I want to empower you to have the choice to make the decision, the choice around that. Um, It is not about the size because every store will be a little bit different uh, around that. And I know it's exhausting um, putting pieces on and not um, finding the pieces that work for you. And I think what's really important about that is before you go to the store, it's actually taking an opportunity to um, understand your body really. And I know when I work with clients, we we do a, um, a, a session whereby we actually take some time to look in the mirror. And I know that the first thing a lot of my clients will do is point out everything that is wrong. And what I try to focus on is actually you have so much more than those areas that keep you up at night or, you know, that you hate. There are so many beautiful aspects. And I think you mentioned it before, Danielle, you love your shoulders, right? If you didn't before, maybe, but now you know that they are like they're an asset to you. And so I think we need to start to change the narrative we're telling ourselves when we look in the mirror um, because we all have assets. And so it's actually about how do we play those assets up? I love that. And I always tell my clients too, I'm like, you know, we have the whole world to tell us one thing. They can come at us and tell us all the negative. We need to be that powerhouse, that leader inside of us that says, okay, I am good enough, or this is my asset or pointing out the good things in us because that's our default. You're right. We are going to pick apart every single thing that we've done wrong because that's how we were conditioned. We were conditioned that everything had to be perfect. And you, you help take away that, that, um, lack of self-esteem, that lack of, you take away the lack. How about that? You take you and you empower and you empower the women to show up fully in who they are and accepting their body shape. Like, I don't care. I have so many people that come to me wanting to lose weight. That's why they come to me. But what they actually get is confidence and that, that mindset shift and that body shift and probably feeling better. Probably their pant size may come down a little bit if they have, if it needs to. But what's most important is that we acknowledge and accept who our bodies have become and where Mm -hmm. they are now, because you mentioned my shoulders And yes, I was very self-conscious over them for a very long time. Why? Because my grandmother was self-conscious over hers. My mother was self-conscious over hers. And so I thought I needed to be, but you know what? Mm -hmm. My shoulders represent the strong and powerful woman that I am, that I can hold a lot. I have two boys and a daughter that I can carry still. Thank goodness. Um, (laughs) I probably shouldn't be, but I do. And I can carry other people's burdens metaphorically as well through Mm. these strong shoulders. And so I will look, and I don't know those of you that follow me on Instagram, I will sometimes post a photo of my shoulders in a shadow in my garage gym. Why? Because I need to 
lead by example and show you that I'm doing the same thing too. I'm finding something that's a weakness and making it my superpower. And mm -hmm. that's what you're talking about here and getting in the right mindset and the right, right frame of mind and so forth. Um, you said something about, so can you quickly for my ignorant brain here, can you define what a wardrobe is? Oh, okay. So I think in the U S they call it more a closet. Yes. So, um, yeah, so it could be, so it, I think we really interchange the two uh, around that. So a ward, when I say wardrobe, I mean closet. It's basically wherever, whether it's walk-in or whether it's uh, sliding doors, it's where you're keeping the items that you wear day to day. So your skirts, your dresses, your pants, your tops, uh, your tees, or, or your denim, um, or all of those kind of pieces. Okay. And then do you have like a, I don't know this. No, I don't know this at all. Is there like a set number of things in our closet we're supposed to have? Is there like, because you do a fantastic job. If you guys are not following her, I'm going to link her information below. She does an awesome job of showing you how to dress like the same pieces in different ways. Talk to us about how do you even set this up? Like what is normal and what's excessive? Yeah. Yeah. So I, and I would say that there's this concept out there called a capsule wardrobe. And so with that, there isn't really a defined um, number of pieces. It's actually about some core pieces that you need in your wardrobe. So there's about 11 of those. And I, I have a checklist for that as well. But effectively, you're really looking at as your go-to shirt, a go-to tee, a go-to blazer, a go-to uh, dress. Um, I think it's a pair of great pants, denim, um, and then it'll have like a couple of um, a, a knit as well. And so if you can start to make sure that you've at least got your foundations right, then from there, what you're actually doing is then building with some statement pieces here and there. So if you're looking at your wardrobe and saying, um, I can't find anything to wear, one of two things might be happening. One, you don't have enough um, uh, core staples, which effectively help to bring everything together. Or you may have uh, a lot of statement pieces. So when you go to grab those statement pieces, you're like, okay, hang on, I don't have anything to wear for smart casual because they're all, that they don't go together because they, they're quite out there. Um, okay from that aspect. Okay. That makes so much sense. And that actually feels more, uh, I guess, less overwhelming to me to know I can start with a basis and you have a checklist already ready to go for all of that. That is fantastic. I don't know if this is something that you want to get into right now or not, but so if, what are the main body, like, I don't know if we should go into the body types or body types and one good tip or what to do it to help cover a sensitive area that you feel self-conscious about. Like, I don't know what are, obviously the midsection is a high self-conscious thing, but so are like the upper arms on some women. Yes. Yes. So um, the way I normally deal with, um, so that midsection, cause you're absolutely right. Uh, that is one key area that I get asked a lot around and your body shape can be, you know, we talk about, or you've, you've heard across sort of, um, uh, 
the years, things like people call them particular names or shapes or things like that. In the end, I fundamentally believe you can't bucket someone into a shape, right? Because if you have a look at some apples, can you tell me, am I that? Am I the jazz apple or am I the, the, the Granny Smith apple? There's multiple versions of, of that, right? So yes. we are all unique. There might be some elements in there that are... Um, uh, have similar themes, but in the end, we're all unique. And so that's why I always talk about you need to understand um, the areas that you love versus the areas that you want to um, sort of take 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 away from. And so in that tummy area, it's actually looking around the lines of the pieces that you're wearing. So it might be that instead of, I usually say looking at like an empire line, if you're familiar with that, it might be something that um, gathers a little bit more um, under the bust and is much looser. Um, as it comes down and so it skims the body line a little bit more you want to be looking at proportions so where where is that top landing um, I know a lot of us where we're self-conscious around our midsections we'll put a pair like pair of pants pair of shorts on and we'll say oh, I've got this loose t-shirt over the top because that's going to make me feel more comfortable but what you've got to look at is actually what is the line doing if I was to look at you from a vertical line perspective if I've got a T-shirt that crosses right across my midline, what uh, what that's actually doing is drawing attention exactly where you don't want it to draw attention. So potentially either wearing something that's a little bit more at the um, your higher waist, um, so that way you've got the line appearing there is one exam another example. I can see. <laughs> that's brilliant because <laughs> like I'm just like thinking out loud. I'm like, oh my gosh. Why is it that sometimes when my shirt just like, you know, happens to be up a little higher, like it looks like I look great. Like that's what I thought I was trying to look at. And instead when it's like down across the widest part of my belly and hips, I'm like, Ooh, did I go out? Do I really look like that? That is fantastic. That is a fantastic tip to really look at where the line and the eye is drawn to. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those things that I think because we look in the mirror and then we look down. And if we're looking down, we always think, oh, my goodness, um, you know, I, I don't want to see that. But that's not how others are looking at us or the reflections looking back at us in the mirror. So that that's a really good one to to yeah, take take note of. <laughs> I, I'm going to be looking at my wardrobe completely differently. I'm going to start using the word wardrobe because that makes me sound like I'm worldly as well. Like, like I'm, you know traveled and things um so I also really just appreciated that you addressed body types the way you did I knew I needed you here um because so many of my women really get hung up on wanting their bodies to look a certain way and they don't necessarily like you said they like the apple-shaped body it may be a jazz a granny smith it may be um what whatever else there's different varieties and we are not cookie cutter people, just like our health and wellness is not cookie cutter. Yeah, you probably need some protein. Yeah, you need some fats. Yeah, you need some carbs, but your quantities and ratios from day in and day out and seasonal are not cookie cutter. And it's just fantastic that you brought that up because I, I'm just thinking like, as you're talking, I'm thinking of specific clients in my mind and I'm thinking about how much emphasis the younger generations and even the older generations, I say older than me, more mature than me, um, that they're going through this crisis as well, this change. And there's TikTok 
There is uh, the Instagram reels. There is Facebook for and Bumble and all the things. I don't even know what I'm talking about at the moment. I'm just going to social media that is telling you that you must look a certain way, that this is what it does. And it's worse than when I was a kid growing up without any of that. And so what That's would you wrong. say, yeah, what would you say to these ladies about their personal style? And because you even said, and this is where I was going with that, you brought up the word, per, the words personal brand. Mm -hmm. And I think that people get that dis disconnected or misconstrued. Can you explain what personal brand is and then how that they can combat this social media perceptions in their face every single day of what their style should be. Yeah, sure. Um, so when I talk about personal brand, I'm talking it more from it's your unique sense of style. It's your unique who you are. So in order to understand your personal brand, you need to have a clear picture of what is it I want to be known for? Um, sorry, let me just... Uh, what do I want to be known for? What When I'm not in the room, what is it that, what are my values? Um, what do I want people to see about me? And it might be, there might be three key words that resonates um, from, from that aspect. So what we do is actually try to understand and it's really peeling back the layers to really better understand what do you want to represent? Doesn't matter in what environment. Then taking that and going, Okay, how do we then overlay that with your style? So style has a concept called style categories or, um, you know, I think even on TikTok, they talk about three words for your style. Um, so it's really then going, if I want to be known as professional, sophisticated, um, you know, authentic or things like that, then looking to the style side to then understand okay, what are the pieces that will help me bring that out even more, but they've got to actually resonate together. So I don't want a situation where you've got um, someone saying, let, let's say I'm a coach and therefore a coach or a business coach is defined as someone who's got to be wearing a suit. It's not about that. It's actually trying to understand who is the person that's behind the brand and how do we pull the authentic um, style out of that? Yes. And that's what it is. I think that's exactly, I, I don't know. I keep saying this, but it's like that authentic piece of us, who would we be? How would we dress? How would we look? How would we um, present ourselves if we didn't have all the old programming? Yes. Or we didn't have any external programming now. So we have old programming and then we have the, the lear old learned and then we have the new from everything going on in culture. Right. Mm -hmm. And I love that you see women for who they are. Mm -hmm. And then not just that, but then you help them see what you see. And then you help them look like and live out that confidence of who they are. It's beautiful and it is a gift and it is a passion that I am just so grateful that you that you offer how can these listeners get information about you what are, could their next steps be how do they how do I get them to you I, they need they everybody needs you I need you everybody in my world needs you um, tell us about how to do that 
Thank you, Danielle. That's so lovely. Um, so they can uh, download my free guide um, at yourstylecollective.com.au forward slash, I think it's style dash guide. Uh, and that they can start to work through that. Um, I've got one-on-one -on -one available and I'm opening up my uh, Activate uh, program. So exactly uh, getting you kick-started, getting you going and learning all those sort of techniques that we talked about uh, in September. So I'm looking forward uh, to that as well. So, but reach out and catch me on Instagram, uh, which is at your style collective, send me a DM. I'd love to chat. Oh my gosh. I am so grateful for you. I know I'm going to be reaching out. I already have been reaching out in DMS for help. Um, but I'm going to be reaching out. I want to download this, this, um, the, the PDF as well, and just get started on some help because my closet is full. And I'm sure those of you listening, your closet is full of things that you don't wear often. It might be just like, oh, I like that on the rack. Oh my gosh, that looked great on me a couple of weeks ago, but you're not grabbing those things over and over again. And Sonia and I were literally just talking before we started recording about the economy, the downturn in the economy. Why not feel great and live on a budget like with our clothes and it, budget clothes doesn't mean that you have crappy clothes. It means that you're having clothes, just not a ton of them that you're not wearing in the, in the closet. Like all that wasted space, that clutter creates this mental issue, this, you know, chaotic thought, all of that. And wouldn't it be nice to go to that closet, the wardrobe with confidence. And so thank you, Sonia, for being here today. I'm going to pop all those links down below for you. If you have any questions, please reach out to her. You can always email me hello at cryingtomycheesecake.com and I can send you directly to her as well. Thank you, Danielle. It's been amazing. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Crying in My Cheesecake podcast. I hope it encouraged you to make a next best step for your health. Take a look at the show notes for more information or other links I mentioned in the episode. And if you got to this point in the episode, come and find me on Instagram and send me a DM. Tell me you listened to this episode and what you got out of it.